Hello, welcome to The Winning Formula, your new favourite Formula One podcast. After a long break, we finally have a race to talk about, so we discuss the recent Imola Grand Prix, the Valtteri Bottas and George Russell incident, Lando Norris's great weekend, and of course, Max's wild prediction of the week. Welcome back to the Winning Formula, our Formula One podcast. Oliver Hampson joined by Max Maybe and Ali Silk. Joe Thomas is away at the moment, so he won't be joining us. But Max, Ali, great race in Imola. Last week, we kind of said that it's not the best for racing. Didn't really seem as though we were too fussed on exactly what was to come, but I think that exceeded our expectations. Yeah, I think we, we were a bit apprehensive that it was going to be a bit of a procession, but the weather really helped uh, spice up the race. And if that is the most boring track of the year, then bloody hell, we're in for a good season. Yeah, I think just because um, obviously quality and practice was pretty good weather. And then everyone was like, oh my God, the rain, the rain. And we didn't really expect it. And then um, it came and just the start, you know, when like they're driving, you think, God, they're going slow. Well, that's how I felt with it. And then the 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 I don't know what you call it, the splashback. Mm, yeah, yeah, all like the spray. It's just, it's just crazy. As soon as it started, I was like, but yeah, it's going to be a good race. Well, it was a very good race for one person in particular. We'll get just right into all of the action on this one. Max Verstappen, with an absolutely incredible drive, did a great job uh, turn one and basically just didn't look back. You, Ali, you said last week you, project, you projected that Max was going to win. Max, you weren't so sold on it. You said did not finish. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he was going to. Uh, at one point in the race, I still didn't think he was going to. You know, every I think ninety mm. percent of the group probably had a spin at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he had a spin at the restart, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I absolutely shit myself at that point. I really <laughs> didn't think he was going to make it through that whole race. But yeah, I mean, absolutely dominant performance, just straight off the line, past Perez, past Hamilton, going into that turn one. Uh, Hamilton and Verstappen, you know, right on the edge, proper racing. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to see a lot more like that throughout the season. Yeah, and I think especially after the last, obviously the last GP, we said that he would be. We said in the last podcast he'd be ready to go in this one, and he definitely did that. He definitely produced. Um, I think it was really exciting. I think the the restart probably helped him um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people didn't. Um, kick off from that restart as well as they could have you know like the clerk and that and obviously um when, when did Hamilton have his crash was that just so he was yeah, yeah the restart helped Hamilton well restarts helped Hamilton and we'll probably get into that but <laughs> no I'm, th- I'm just so happy for him but Max your wild prediction what was my wild what was the wild one was that not it no, oh no! Well, I predicted that Max wouldn't. I said he DNF. I said the clerk on the podium, which I, ah. throughout most of the race, I was thinking, okay, that's actually it was pretty good. I think he did. Uh, he did pretty well. He just missed out on it because Lewis charged back through, but he was on for a podium for ninety percent of the race. Yeah, yeah, but with Max having just an absolute great race, I think you touch on it there. Lewis Hamilton helped out a lot because of the safety car, and um, we'll get into the reason for the safety car in a little bit. But for him, obviously there is an element of luck. There's always an element of luck when it comes to safety cars as well. But for him, on a track that is notorious for not being that easy to overtake on, was this one of his best drives to be able to get that far up and get second? Yeah, I think I think actually that's a really good point because 
a lot of people say like, oh, it's the luck and it's how much you should we get this? Everyone benefits from the safety car. So like we shouldn't be looking at it like he was benefiting. Oh, my God. You know, everyone benefits from it. So people did. Um, and I think to it just shows how great, like, obviously, how amazing it is that he had that crash, came back and got a podium. And it was a, it was honestly bad. It's honestly crazy to think that he had that crash, that finished, the, well, not that didn't finish the race, that made the race restart, but then to come back and get a podium, and not just not just the podium, but second. Mm. Yeah, that's I think crazy. it was it was a rare sort of mistake from him, and obviously, if that safety car and red flag hadn't happened, then he's at the back of the grid. But even so, to come out in what sort of ninth or something and get back to second, I still think you know not many drivers on the grid could do that. So obviously, he was helped a lot by the fact that. He wasn't built right the way at the back, but yeah. still, like, what a recovery. I think, you know, there's only two or three drivers who would really be able to do that, get back into second. He was just absolutely flying. And we saw Bottas in the same car struggling, couldn't get past everyone. He was in ninth for Bottas can't overtake. Crash. Bottas cannot overtake. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, maybe this is just a tough track for overtaking, yeah. which is fair enough. Maybe that's why you can't get past it. But then Lewis showed, no, you can get past people. You can get yeah. past people if you're good enough. Yeah, it was one of those things from Hamilton. I think that even if there wasn't a safety car and he does, you know, drop to the back, change his front wing and go out again, I still think he gets in the points. The way he was overtaken, mm-hmm. the way he was driving after that, I still think he probably could have recovered and gotten, he maybe would have snuck ninth. He wouldn't have got high in the points, but that was a great race from him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was he was flying out there on those, uh, on those new tyres when he came out. I did get almost a little bit worried that he was going to catch Max, but no, he was, he was okay. I think as well for Max, it was it was a great one for him to hold on to that position. Do you think though? Obviously, it's only two races in. It is a little bit early to tell. There's one point separating them in the driver standings. Max had a very real chance of leading the driver standings for the first time in his career at the end of this weekend. Is this going to be a season long battle, or is this more a case of Hamilton's going to win the championship? Max will close the gap. I mean, I don't want it this to be the case, but I feel like it will be the case. It's going to be very close. Yeah, I'm, I'm still apprehensive. It still is early on. I'm, I am worried about you know Mercedes bringing some development, and they just end up pulling away towards the latter half. But yeah, at the moment, it does look like Hamilton and Verstappen are matching each other. You know, yeah. I, and it was only the fastest lap point that did it that has uh, kept Hamilton the lead. Otherwise, they would be joined. So it, at the moment, yeah, it's looking it's looking very good. The next few races, at least, I think they're going to be battling a lot. Looking tasty. Looking very tasty. And for the other Mercedes driver, Valtteri Bottas, another disappointment for him. But for me, not his fault. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think I think. Um, watch the WTF one thing. Uh, podcast about and um i think like everyone is agreeing that it was you know it's not it's, it's neither one's fault completely um but it was more towards russell and he was trying to do a move which he should have stuck to and i think he pulled out kind of in the last second or so and in situations like that when you're at that speed and when you're at that in a place like imola where overtaking is notoriously hard you need to be able to commit to that and I think it was silly from him I've got a lot to say on this I feel like I'm very passionate about this all because I love Russell like you know how much I love Russell but this that weekend and that race I think has just done a lot for him in a bad way um 
and yeah I mean I don't really know what to say. I feel like people have been supporting him so, so much recently. Like, everyone loves him. Everyone loves him. And I think they're all expecting so much from him and everyone, like, believes in him and stuff. So for him to come out this weekend and, you know, do the things that he did, it's not been great. Yeah, I was saying, was it last week or the week before, that I, I don't quite get this massive hype around him. I think he's a good driver, yeah. but I think he is a little bit overhyped. And this is the first time I think we've seen him really going toe-to-toe in an actual proper mm. hard racing environment. And he crashes it and takes out another driver and then blames the other driver. And then even in that, that's fair enough in the heat of the moment, you you know, on the radio, we always yeah. see drivers chatting about it. But it was the fact that in the post-race interviews, he maintained yes. that it wasn't his fault and that Bottas had pushed him out. And I'm thinking if... When you look at the footage, Bottas doesn't do anything. He hardly no. defends it. He leaves him more than enough room. If, yeah. if George can't handle that, I, I, he's going to get a lot harder racing than that at the front. If he's racing against Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, they'll push him harder than that. And he actually yeah. will be pushed out. And yeah, it worries me. It worries me to see him in a top car. He needs to sort his head out a bit, I think. Because yeah. if he can't handle that pressure of a, a ninth place and getting a little bit of squeeze he's not going to handle the pressure of a podium or a first place and getting actually fought hard. Well, exactly. And I think there's like kind of two also points from this is that firstly, he was in a position to get points. So, you know, like... I said, was I that, said was it, that, he, he can't handle it. Was that bottler. move Was that move necessary against the Mercedes? Because like, you know, I know, it's honestly crazy. And especially going off last year when he crashed behind a safety car at the same track mm. do you not think right this year i'm just gonna play it safe what's what's a few points uh, you know obviously a few points for me one is a lot but you just think right i'll stick to this and i'll show them that i'm not gonna fucking bottle it and he did and then, and then yeah and then he says afterwards that a, a point means so much to williams and it doesn't mean that much to mercedes so why is he fighting me so hard and i'm well that take, his, take your own words yeah, that was absolutely baffling because if you think any driver in Formula One is going to give up a place to you, whether it's a Mercedes at ninth or whether it's an, anyone, if you think yeah. anyone's just going to give you a free a free pass, I mean, you're you're in the wrong sport, really. That's but, not going to happen. But this confuses me then because he also the other point I was going to make was that in the sec in the post match interview, which was not just straight after the interview. This was after the crash, so after safety mm-hmm. car, he wasn't in the race anymore. He'd had ages of time to reflect. He then goes and doesn't talk about the crash as much. He talks about Bottas as a driver. Yeah. And he starts saying that, well, he's in a Mercedes car. He should be competing at the top, which, okay, might be true. Do agree with that. But that's not the point. It's you don't irrelevant. Have a crash. It's irrelevant. You don't have a crash like that when you're not certain that it was not your fault. And then call out other drivers mm-hmm. in that tone. Yeah. And saying that Bottas fought him harder because he's he's going to take his seat or whatever. I, I, yeah. I thought it was just what a childish mindset to have. It, yeah, that, it was really worrying me. Do you think that George makes that move and he's that aggressive at first because that was Bottas? Do you think part of it was actually the other way around? It if that was you know Kimi Räikkönen was behind him, say he was trying to take Kimi Räikkönen yeah. to that corner, do you think he's a little bit more cautious and doesn't go for it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like he definitely feels like he's got a point to prove because 2022, both of them are going to be competing for that seat. And I think this season will tell us a lot about who that's going to be. Mm. Um, So we've obviously got to wait. But I do think that, yeah, maybe if it had been someone else, he would have thought, oh, well, like, 
they're not my main competitor. And it's just weird. Like he's fighting, not fighting. He's competing against his, someone said his boss's employer, employee. The fact that he, in that interview, the fact that he says, oh, Bottas is fighting me hard. You know, maybe it's because he doesn't say outright, maybe it's because I'm going to take a seat, but he's heavily implying it shows me that that is the forefront of his mind, that he is thinking that, that I have to fight this guy because that could be my seat. So it's, but he shouldn't, it's ridiculous. He shouldn't be doing that. He should be, no, he should be no, fighting exactly. for his seat at Williams. So many yeah. drivers are, have had to do so much more than him. And I think there's a little bit too much of an ex... I don't want to grill him because I do love him. I think he's a great driver. But I think there's too much of an expectation from him that he's just that he'll just get that seat. You have to work for it. You have to prove yourself. After the Secure Grand Prix, when he got that chance in the Mercedes, I said after that that I was I was worried that it would almost now when he goes back to Williams, he sort of has ideas about his station, you know, he sort of is thinking, I'm a Mercedes driver now, I shouldn't be I'm at that small team. Yeah. And so far he is kind of showing that mentality, yeah. Mm. Well let's let's hope he doesn't, because I yeah. do love him. Hopefully so. he has a what, a week off now to sort his head out. So hopefully he comes yeah. back and uh, <laughs> Sort it out, George. Yeah. yeah, I think there's definitely an element of he's putting a lot of pressure on himself because he wants that Mercedes seat. Because let's be fair, you don't want to be in a car. We don't know what's going to happen with regulation changes. Williams might be moving towards the middle of the grid next year. But you don't want to be in a car that you know is not going to win your world championship. You want that one. So I think George is putting a lot of pressure on himself. But I think that when it, when it has come time to have pressure, when it has come time to run in the points, that's twice at the same Grand Prix he's made a mistake. I think that mm. he there needs to be some sort of some sort of help and guidance that he gets from maybe a guy like Hamilton. I mean, we saw Hamilton very active on social media this weekend. I think mm. that Hamilton it, Hamilton really put himself in a good light with his comments to Norris and also to Russell. But I think that Russell he something in his head just can't handle the pressure. He will sort it out eventually, but he needs to sort it out before it potentially does something that costs him a potential relationship with. Mercedes, who might then look at him and say, "You're not ready yet." He might, yeah. he might be, he might be talented enough to drive in a Mercedes, but they might say, "We want one more year of you and Williams to see whether or not we think you can handle it." We don't want to have a situation like Red Bull where we have a second driver who can't handle it. Yeah, this. I mean, there's this sort of we've said a few times before. He just needs to get that sort of first point of the ball. I know he got the one with Mercedes, but that doesn't really count because if he was on for a, a one race win there, so we still sort of an overall uh, overall bottle but it's sort of how how many opportunities does he need to get that first point now I think there's been four or five times where he's been in points ground opportunities and something's gone wrong so he's he's having you know fifth and sixth chances here that most of the drivers don't get in Formula 1 you get you get one or maybe two chances and if you don't prove yourself you're out and he's he seems to me that he's getting so many more chances than most of the drivers would you think most of the drivers in that position would still be there after throwing it away so many times. I don't think they would. Um, so I don't know. It seems like he's getting a bit preferential treatment here because he is so promising. But he needs to start proving it soon because there's only so many times you can uh, you can ask this of him. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Maybe like like I said, maybe it's exactly what he needs. He just needs this to wake him up. Yeah, I think for him, like you said, there once he gets that first point in a Williams, I like you said, I. I don't necessarily count that one in Mercedes. He needs to get a point in a Williams to really prove himself. And that one also yeah. settle him down as well. Yeah. yeah. And I Williams think... are looking faster this year. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's a long season. But I think we're all in agreement that 
if you did have to assign more portion of the blame, it would be to Russell. I personally think, looking at back at the still images, you can fit both cars on a track without having to dip onto the grass. So I think yeah. Russell needs to absolve a bit more of the blame. Um, and, to, and credit to him, it took him a while, but he did sort of acknowledge that on social media himself. But yeah. we'll, we've grilled him for a little bit there. So we will move on, on from one promising British driver to another promising British driver, Lando Norris. Lando! It, it looked as though Saturday might have been the sign of things to come. Qualifies to it, but has the lap time deleted. But sensational race from him, I thought. Oh, yeah, God. absolutely flying, wasn't he? Yeah, considering he had that lap, because because obviously in quali when he when we thought he was going to be finishing second, we were all like, yes, yes, yes. And then he got the, the penalty. Mm. Oh, for fuck's sake, he that performance from him was phenomenal. His race pace, his performance, his everything, and he absolutely destroyed Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, and he was that battle he was having for Lewis. I know Lewis eventually got past, but not many people can keep Lewis Hamilton behind for that many laps. It's just that was some of the best racing, the best offending I've seen of anyone, really. It was phenomenal stuff, I think. Yeah. He just keeps going from strength to strength to strength. He's getting better and better. There was a worry that when Ricardo came to that team, he was going to completely outshine him or something. But no, he's just, he's proven. I, I always have this worry with. Norris that he's a bit too much of a joker, you know. Yeah, but yeah. He yeah. seems to be able to just get in the car and switch it on, and he's, he's got just... his head screwed on. I don't even think he's hitting his full potential here. I think he's going to is... be going up. I, and up and I up. think what it is is that he—it's his his mentality to things. The age coming in, he came in with the other two rookies and Albon and Russell. So in that, you've got something to prove. Came into a, to, to to McLaren, and to start with, he you know a clear rookie. Holding back a little bit, maybe not doing it. He has grown so much in these last few seasons, mm-hmm. and you can just tell. And I think it's just like you say, you expect him to kind of be like a bit of a joker driver, but then you're like, wait, his personality is very different to how he drives, mm-hmm. and it's really awesome to see. Yeah, I do really love it. Yeah, I think that he really showed, especially when you watch back some of the later portions of the race. His communication on radio, he has that. He's just focused. He knows, he's cool. He's cool. Yeah, he's not yeah. worrying. There seemed to be a couple of issues with the car. I think he was on about vibrations at one point. But even then, he doesn't seem as though it's it's phasing him. He's just getting on with the mm. job at hand. I suppose this is probably a bit of a loaded question. But Lando Norris, we just said there, he has he has the mentality. I think he has that mentality of a, an absolute fighter. World champion one day? Oh. I mean, after this weekend, I'm I'm inclined to say, yeah, I think you stick yeah. him and Verstappen in a team together, you've got a winning combination there. You've got a, the winning formula, you could say. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a lovely little thing. <laughs> I know, and I think it was really nice as well that he finally got his first proper podium. Obviously, he had his one before, but this was like his first proper one on the stands, and we are there, oh, mm. I just felt so great for him. Yeah, and I don't think it'll be his last at all. No, not at all. But it wasn't just the um, the Mercedes of Hamilton that he had to contend with. He also had to contend with two much, much improved Ferraris. I thought mm. overall for them, I was a little bit, I think I put in our group chat at one point that signs, I was thinking, is it too early to start considering he might end up being a flop at Ferrari? But great recovery for him. Great drive by Charles Leclerc, fourth and fifth on the grid. That's more like it from them. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone was expecting Ferrari to be this quick this year I think after last year it was very worrying times for them but they seem to be right in amongst the mix here I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe even 
manage to snatch a race win or two if there's a if Max and Lewis take each other out at some point. Uh, Sainz had a few spins in the race, but yeah, managed mm. to bring it back. Seemed to keep a level head on himself, uh, get back on the track, putting some fast. I just lines. don't. I just, I just don't think that Leclerc had his the start. I said it earlier a little bit, the start that he should have in the restart. Yeah. Well, um, so apparently his radio was disconnected, and oh, he really? didn't know. So he didn't know they were doing a flying lap start. He thought they were all oh, going to line okay. up and stop on the grid. So when Max Verstappen right. starts pulling away, he was caught completely off guard, and that's why Norris was able to just completely jump him. Really? Yeah. Didn't I still know think that. Norris probably that's would have gotten past even if he did know, well, but that's why he was yeah. a bit dodgy on that restart because he didn't know they were going to restart. So all things considered, I guess he did pretty well to keep it. What, that's true, actually. That yeah, but I think we, despite whether they got a podium or not, they're still looking a lot better. I think that's mm. what we need to just concentrate on. Um, yeah. We just want we just want the more the more competitors the better so the better they can do the better it will be it's kind of crazy right now i think from pretty much every team was in the mix here there was one point where they were coming around the corner i think there was they were almost five wide at one point because they were all in the mix it sort of seems like max and lewis are pulling away on a group of their own everyone else is fighting all together and anyone can come out on top and then you've got Haas just doing their own thing (laughs) (laughs) they're just woeful aren't they I think they're just waiting for the next season to come with yeah. all the changes and all like the capital spending and everything. Um, but honestly, like you just kind of forget about them. It's going to be a rough year for those two drivers it's because be a vet, yeah. they're already um, like a minute behind the rest of the pack. And then yeah, not... but, it, but it's like Schumacher was a minute behind and then Mason yeah. was another 40 seconds behind. Like, and they're, they're not going to yeah. do any improvements to the car all year. So they're just going to go further and further back. It's, I mean, it's going to be a very tough year for those teams. I mean, it says a lot about a team if one of your drivers has a website dedicated to when they spin. So yeah. I think yeah. that for them, it's going to be a tough year. But back to Ferrari and McLaren. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo finishing in sixth. So third to sixth is just Ferrari and McLaren. When you look at the drivers standing now, McLaren are ahead f- with 41 points. Ferrari are four to 34 I think that it's going to be a lot closer in the constructors for um, for Mercedes and Red Bull. I still think the Mercedes will probably edge that, possibly. Although I think if Perez recovers, we'll get onto him in a minute, then maybe we might see Red Bull take that. But this battle for third and fourth, that's probably going to be the one to watch for the season, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a case of uh, the two McLarens and the two Ferraris fighting week in, week out here. I can't see at the moment either of them particularly pulling out. I mean, Norwich looking good, but at some tracks, I'm sure Carlos will shine at some tracks. I'm sure Leclerc will shine and some Ricardo will just outpace them all. So that's going to be a really tough one to call, I think. So we will move on. I just mentioned in there, Sergio Perez. I was so happy on Saturday. Front row of the grid for the first time in his career. And then Sunday. What happened there? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's still showing real signs of pace. You know, yeah, getting that second place. He had qualified Max on the day. He was putting in good lap times. He just he seemed a bit unlucky. He had that thing. He went off during the safety car and then went past uh, Gasly and maybe in Stroll or something. And that gave him a penalty. And then I think he served his penalty just before the safety, just before the uh, yeah, the second safety car, the um, the one caused by. What, what was his penalty again? Because he went off. He went off during the first safety car and overtook. So he had a ten second stop uh... penalty. Came in, and then there was another safety car after that. So I think a lot of people got past him, and 
I think it was just sort of unlucky, unfortunate timing. He had a spin towards the end. It just nothing really came together for him that day. Why he started off second and finished not even in the points. So not the best performance, but there is still. It's not like he looks slow. He still looks fast. He's just having these yeah, little wobbles. Yeah, it was just exactly. And I think, and I think it shows that obviously, if he managed to out qualify Max in one, like you know, you have got to be talented to do that. You're not yeah. a bad driver to do that. Yeah. Um, Albon, did he ever out qualify Max? Maybe once or twice, but it was pretty, pretty one-sided. That so year, to do that it? in the to do that in the second race of the season is pretty cool. I think it's been a while since Verstappen has been out qualified by a teammate. I don't know why, but I got Canada 2018 in my head or 2019. I might, I'm probably way off with that. I remember I looked into a few different stats. Should I look? And, I'll look. Yeah, I, I can't really remember. Yeah, so Max Verstappen was out qualified by Pierre Gasly in Canada 2019 but I think that may have been a big part to play by Kevin Magnussen who I think crashed into the Wall of Champions right at the end of the session so I think that's the last time or at least one of the last times that Max Verstappen was out qualified by one of his teammates was Canada 2019 well it was the last time until this weekend Sergio Perez I think that Perez he's got the potential to do it again but we will move on because we are rattling through a few of these teams. Alpha Tauri, we started off our preview last week with Alpha Tauri saying we were all excited for them. We we're all excited to see what Gazi and Sonoda were going to do. We thought because they've been practicing at this track, they, they'll have a great weekend. It could be a good one for them, both in the points. Didn't quite go that way. Yeah, both, both drivers definitely were looking quick. Uh, Sonoda obviously had that qualifying mistake but he then he made it back up to 10th but then spun and lost it all uh gasly started off what sixth on the grid or seventh on the grid but no he started fifth wets. he started fifth did he yeah wow exactly. yeah that make, makes it even worse i guess that yeah. yeah he just had the wrong strategy fell all the way down to 16th at one point i think but then made it back up into the points i think he finished seventh overall so both still showing that they've got real pace but similar to Perez, just having little wobbles here and there once yeah. they sort that out, though, I think they'll be right in amongst that mix. Yeah, I think we've also got to remember, like, it's only second race. You know, like, yeah. there's, there's so much. I think they'll learn from that. Like, they start on the wets. He was only one of the four drivers, I think, that started on the wets. Mm. Um, and he said afterwards that was what, like, fucked it up, basically. Um, but you live, you learn. Hopefully he'll continue to do better next time in Portugal. Yeah, I think that Sonoda, for example, he... It's only his second race in Formula One as well. So I think yeah. there, there is a lot that you can forgive him for. You know, he, he started back of the grid, ended 12th. Yeah. So I, I still think that it was a good weekend for AlphaTauri, but not the one that they wanted. I think that mm. strategy gamble didn't pay off. I don't I don't really think it made much sense either. But again, Gasly started fifth, was it? Yeah, fifth. And yeah, yeah. ended seventh. So despite the fact that in the early stages of the race, he was dropping through the field because of the wrong strategy, did a great mm. job in terms of recovering that. So I think that yeah. you know, for them, they will be happy with what they managed to get out of it. But I think in particular for Gasly, he probably could have challenged for to hold his position through the race if it wasn't for the team putting him on the wrong strategy. I don't think Gasly could have done anything there. Yeah, if it starts raining on lap two a bit heavier and everyone else has to come in for full wets, then Gazzy's laughing and he's you know, he secures himself yeah. maybe a race win or at least a podium. 
So it's just a gamble that just didn't pay off. And I guess, yeah, he did well with the team to recover it, get some points for them. So moving away from one Alpha to another, this is the part where you two are probably going to have a lot of fun. Alpha Romeo, uh, neither driver, fin- well, technically one did finish in the points, then had a massive penalty. I predicted last week, and I'm going to mention both parts of my prediction because it makes it even worse. I projected that both of them would end up in the points. I even put Antonio Giovinazzi in my fantasy team. Uh, I also hey. predict- Yeah, I also predicted that one of them would get into Q3. That went well. Yeah. That's a bit <laughs> of a stretch. <laughs> I was trying to go with a bold prediction, but it was it was one I genuinely believed in. I genuinely... It wasn't just a case of, I'll say it just because it'll get us... You know, people go, oh, that's a weird... But I genuinely thought it might happen. They're definitely looking quicker, aren't they? They're looking more in amongst it. Um, I think they were a bit unlucky to get points when they reckon and got a penalty, which I still don't really understand what happened there. But yeah, they did look fast in qualifying. I mean, it looked like it looks like anyone could get into Q three this year. I don't think either of them even got out of Q one actually. Didn't they? No, I don't think so. Let me have a look. Oh, all right. well, their race no, pace they is didn't. good then because because they were both running in the points at one at one uh one point. So yeah, their their race pace must be very good. Yeah, it looked as though it could happen, but I think that. That is probably a prediction uh, I'll look back on at the end of the season and maybe say is one of my worst ones. <laughs> well, my predictions so far are awful. I, my team, guys. Yeah, my fantasy is not doing too well. Not good. <laughs> know, awful week. I think one of my teams this week got 60 points. That's rough. That's rough. Yeah, it's awful. Let me have a look because I've gone through and I've made a lot of changes for portugal mm. i'm not gonna announce them because we are in a league against each other but that's I'm just log in so i can have a look at this one you team know, I, I i'm not making change i have faith in my team i think i've made good selections they've just been a bit unlucky so far i think when you have 60 points on one of your teams then you kind of need to make changes yeah well that's a different level so i think this was the one where i was thinking you know what i'm gonna go a little bit different i'm gonna try and try and get a bit cheaper drivers and see what happens so. The thing is, though, the thing is, like, you know, sometimes you, a lot of the time the races, they're, like, pretty predicted. But there is those few races where it just blows your mind and you're like, mm. maybe it'll pay off. So, yeah. pay off. so I actually had 64 on this team. My, dr- my team, so the team I chose, got me nearly half of those points. Mercedes, 36. Sergio Perez was my turbo driver. <laughs> You got, mm, yeah, you got me ten. That's the problem. I've been turbo in Perez, and he just is not quite getting there yet. But I still have faith that he will get there soon. <laughs> Sebastian Vettel, a lovely one point. Oh dear. Pierre Gasly, seventeen. <laughs> Mick Schumacher, eleven. And then George Russell decides to go the complete other way and got me minus eleven. <laughs> yeah, don't put George in. Yeah. Should we talk a bit about Seb? Yeah, I think... Well, uh, that man just cannot catch a break, can he? Everything oh, that can go wrong does go wrong for him. I found it strange. He got that penalty for not having... Because his brakes didn't work at the start of the race. Then he got a penalty for not having his tyres on at the start of the race. But then they waited until after he'd done his pit stop to give him the penalty. So he had to come in and do another one to get served the penalty. It just... It was ridiculous from start to finish. I feel for the guy. I really hope it starts coming together soon. 
Yeah, you have to hope that, and you have to like think that his luck will change soon. I think that that Aston Martin car is looking, I suppose, disappointing as to what I expected it to look like. But I still think yeah. it is looking solid. I, don't, I, I expected them to be in a fight with McLaren and possibly Ferrari. I thought that possibly they'd be ahead of Ferrari. But I think that they, they can push potentially for fifth. Stroll's looking quite uh, racy in it. Uh, maybe that's just because he had a, another year or another few years there now to sort of get used to the team and stuff. Um, but yeah, Vettel is just a repeat of Ferrari, isn't it? Just massively being outperformed by his teammate. Sad to see. Maybe it might be time to pack up the uh, pack up your boots, Ev. Guys, it's only race two. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already seen a whole season you of it. You literally just said it's time for Sebastian Vettel. I know, but we pack seen... up his <laughs> I spent the whole of last season thinking, no, any any day now I'll turn it around in this Ferrari, and he didn't. So I'm already yeah, I'm but already that's ready not Ferrari was atrocious last year. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Come on, Max, Come have on. some hope. All right, so World Driver Champion 2022. <laughs> Is that your bold prediction? It's a, bit too much. it's a bit too much. No, no, no. Well, let's, let's save that for later on. Oh, God. I'm not going that bold in the season yet. What's your wild prediction today then, Max? Uh, so, this week has been inspired by our, uh, our daily departed friend, JT, Joe Thomas. Can't be with us today. He's not dead. He'll be with us next week. Don't worry. Why? We think he's um, It's slightly inspired by something he said in our group chat during the race, but I've cranked it up. So I'm gonna say. Okay. So it's, it's Joe's. It's Joe's thing on steroids. It's Joe's. It's Joe's prediction. Yeah, turn to eleven. <laughs> Joe Go predicted, I think, in our group chat, that Bottas is going to finish fourth or in the World Drivers Champion. I'm gonna crank it up and say eighth. Fuck! Wow. It's gonna be eighth. I reckon that man's in for a stinker of a year. Eighth. Eighth, man. You got Lewis, you got both Red Bulls, you got both McLarens, and you got both Ferraris, and he finished behind all of them in eighth. I could I can see that happening. Mm, based on what we saw this weekend, he'll be lucky to get eighth. I mean like <laughs> Yeah, I think like bring it back to the, the Bottas Russell thing. I think that you know, we, we talked at length about how the fact that that was Russell's fault, but let's not forget that Bottas was not having a good race at the time. Yeah, obviously, to the actual, the cause of the crash, it's not relevant, but it is still a conversation we need to be having. Why was he that far down? Why could he not get past anyone? Why is he being overtaken on track by a Williams? In a Mercedes car. Yeah. I mean, you saw what Mercedes Lewis was doing don't pump that much money into the to be overtaken by a Williams. Yeah, and I think if Russell does get past him there, then yeah, you do have some interesting conversations to be had. Yeah. As it I is, think... I don't really know what Toto Wolff is thinking right now. I think yeah. if you're Toto Wolff and you're watching a race and you see a Williams pass Valtteri Bottas, you swap drivers straight away. Okay. Williams yeah, doesn't overtake of... a Mercedes. It's, I mean, he's in a situation, right, where after watching that crash, the one driver involved in the crash is your driver in a position that he shouldn't ever be. And the other driver mm. in that crash is a driver that you want to bring in that has just shown he mm. can't handle any sort of pressure. So it's kind of a lose-lose for Toto. That's pretty much the worst case scenario was that exact crash. 
where do you go from that? Who do you bring in? Who do you get rid of? What do you sort around? As you said, it is only week two, but you still need to be start thinking about these things in Formula One, don't you? You need to be in it for the long run. Max is finishing careers here. If you disappoint <laughs> Max, you're done. Get him out. Well, we do have a week break before our next race. We are back to Portimao and Portugal. That one we will cover a lot more in next week's episodes with a basically a full race preview with hopefully all of us again. But going back to last season, I personally thought that was one of the better races of the calendar. Yeah, exactly. That was one of the good ones. We were saying last week that this was one of the, the more boring tracks. Yeah. And gave us, it's now given us one of the best races. So, bloody hell, what's going to happen when we go to an actual good track? Probably be a boring race now. <laughs> Just to prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> well, I, I don't know whether or not, because the other new track last year that I really enjoyed was Turkey. I don't know whether or not I dreamt this or something, but I swear there was a conversation about one of the, possibly Canada being cancelled and replaced with Turkey. Really? Well, Bottas won't do well there. He did awful last time at Turkey, so... If it is, Max, your prediction will be coming true. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a wet race again. I swear yeah, exactly. I saw that on Twitter. You can't believe everything you hear, Ollie. Well, that, yeah, that's true. To be honest, my Twitter feed's been uh, kind of saturated at the moment with football. Yeah, I think we've all got our opinions on that. So, Which is a whole other topic to go yeah, into. Yeah, I think, I think that's more of a five-hour podcast. Yeah, boycott yeah. Super League there, guys. And guys, we've got the most important game of the week coming up. West Brom leads on Thursday, so just... Uh... Oh, you're going to get battered. Hold up. Well, to be fair, <laughs> it might not matter, because relegation might not be a thing, because who knows what's exactly. going to happen at the end of the season. We're, we're, at, we're at the Euros next year, baby. West Brom, <laughs> Fulham. You heard the it? Euros? <laughs> yeah, I thought you meant... The Euros, Europa. <laughs> no, they're completely changing international tournaments. Fuck it, let's just put West Brom in for the Euros. England are out, West Brom are in. Did you see that tweet? Um, someone put, like, watching the Champions League in a couple of uh, years, and it was a Kevin Bridges quote where it's like, when did Motherwell beat Colombia? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck knows what's going on, mate. I think we'll have to have sit down in another week and discuss it all yeah. there. Yeah, I think we just got to wait until Crazy the pubs right and beer gardens open in Wales and we can have a proper chat about it and do a... Oh, exactly. Maybe a drunk pod. Oh, I would be there for that. Okay, I've got I've got a Italian phrase to say thank you for listening. Oh yeah, this is going to be a new one, wasn't it? You can do the outro. Okay, you you, Ollie, you do it, and then I'll I'll say it. So that is going to wrap things up for this one. We will have a bit of a special thing to end the episode. Ali is introducing a new thing. She didn't want Max to have all the attention at the end of the episode with his (laughs) bold predictions. She is going to see us out by saying goodbye in the language of the race we've just seen. So. I will say goodbye firstly. Thank you very much for listening. I'll hand over to you, Ali, to see us out. Thank you very much. Don't know how this is going to go. Grazie per aver ascoltato la formula vincente. Ciao. Sounded okay to me, so... Yeah, good luck when we get the time. <laughs> no, we've got Portugal next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a nightmare. Japan, bloody hell. Oh, amazing. Ciao. Oh, I like that. Thanks, guys.